Welcome to the Three Creeks Church Podcast. We're a church in Gahanna, Ohio, that exists to help people find and follow God. We hope this message encourages you, challenges you, and helps you discover how much God really loves you. Will you guys pray with me? Father, thank you for the chance to be together and to celebrate Christmas. And thanks for the chance to be in a room with a bunch of people that I love and some new faces. We're grateful to be here. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. My name is Joel, and I get to be the pastor here. And uh, welcome. If you are new and checking things out here at Three Creeks for the first time, we just want to extend a special welcome to you. Uh, Our family has had uh, what I would describe as... An eventful December. I don't know about yours, but uh, it has just felt eventful. The most memorable event happened a couple weeks ago, and it was uh, it was two thirty in the morning, and I was laying in my bed, and I was sleeping, and uh, and I woke up, and I thought. I think a noise woke me up. You know, I'm, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if it was a dream. I wasn't sure if it really was a noise. And so I laid there and I'm thinking, man, I think that was something that woke me up, but I don't know. And then I heard another noise. And it, my, my thought was, based on what I heard, was that my wife had gone down into the kitchen, had opened up the refrigerator, and everything had fallen out. That, that is how loud uh, and, and discombobulating and obvious the noise was. And I'm thinking, why is Morgan eating at 2.30 in the morning? What's going on? This is, this is unusual. And so I, I took my hand and I just went like this, and, and she was in my bed. And so I'm thinking... What is going on down there? There's definitely something going on in our kitchen and living room right beneath our bedroom. And I thought, oh, our dog, Bear, unfortunately, from time to time, has seizures. And so I thought, oh, man, Bear's having a seizure in the kitchen. So I ran downstairs, and I I peered my head around the corner, looking into the kitchen. The Christmas tree was still on. Everything was calm other than this noise, and I couldn't figure out where Bear was or where it was coming from, so I just said, Bear! And the noise stopped. And I thought, well, that's unusual, because that, if I said that, it wouldn't stop Bear if he was unfortunately having a seizure. And so... I thought something's going on in here, and I, I just peered around the room. The noise had stopped. It was it all was calm for one moment, and we have these two posts in our living room kitchen. And I looked at the top of one of the posts, and the largest raccoon I've ever seen was perched on the post in my living room at two thirty in the morning. And so my mind starts going a million miles an hour. What am I going to do? Am I going to trap it? Am I going to shoot it? So I ran upstairs to get my wife, and I said, Morgan, there's a raccoon in the living room. And she popped up. She said, what? I said, there's a raccoon in the living room. And so we ran down, and Morgan stayed at the top of the stairs, and I run down a little further, and I peer around, and it's just on the, on the post just looking at me. Biggest raccoon I've ever seen in my life. And, uh, and I got this idea. I thought, I, I hope this works. And so I opened the front door, and I, I, I propped open the screen door, and I ran back up the stairs, and Morgan and I just started praying. No. And, uh, and we just kind of had our eye on the, on the door, and sure enough, 10 seconds later, we hear, boom, the raccoon drops to the floor. And as slowly as you've ever seen a raccoon waddle, this thing just 
moseys out, just kind of walks out the front door, stays on the first step, just kind of looking around, wondering what it's going to do next. Looks back inside like it's going to come back in because it was warm in the house. And I ran downstairs and I said, hey, get out of here. And I, and I shut the door and I looked up the stairs and Morgan says, how did it get in? And so we start looking around the living room. And uh, I mean, it could have been in there for an hour for all I know, because there's raccoon marks all over the couch. There's paw prints all over the stove. There's glasses knocked over, plants knocked over, an end table knocked over, which I think was the noise that woke me up. And Morgan and I just look at each other like, how did this thing get in our house? And we look over and there was a vent on the floor. And it had been busted up. And there's nothing actually venting. It's an old house. It's essentially just a hole with a cover. And the cover had been, had been busted open. And this raccoon had come in. And then I'm thinking to myself, well, that thing goes to the laundry room. And that's where the dog's at. So I'm playing it out in my mind going, what happened down there that didn't wake me up? I've been trying to say that dogs are good for nothing. And sure enough, they are good for nothing. Bear, we ran down there. He was sleeping. The whole time, Bear just kind of gets up. He's like, what's going on? It's 2.30 in the morning. And we look up. I look up on the wall. And the, uh, the pipe that heats, that vents our hot water heater is attached to this old chimney. And it has been busted out of the wall. So this raccoon fell down the chimney, busted this pipe open. There's raccoon marks all over the pipe. Apparently it had like monkey barred its way across the rafters above Bear who slept the whole time found the one vent that you could open up and just had a ball in my living room. In, a, in, in his mind, probably just a winter wonderland of warmth and love and snacks all over the table. And then I thought, you know, the only person who has a really crazier story than me in this instance is that raccoon. I mean, if you think about it, he's telling his friends tonight, he's going, you guys aren't going to believe this. I was on top of this roof. I looked down this chimney and I slipped and I fell 45 feet down to the bottom of this chimney and I thought I was a goner. Carbon monoxide was filling my lungs and you're not going to believe it. I kicked this thing open and uh, it opened and then I was in a room with a giant brown dog and the dog didn't even wake up. It's like, he's like the Frodo Baggins of raccoons. Just like one terrible event after the other. He says, I monkey barred my way over and I popped this thing open and I just, for an hour and a half, was in this family's living room. And then you're not going to believe it. The owner just thought it would be kind to open up the front door and let me waddle out at my leisure. Does anybody want to go back again? And I tell that whole story just to warn you, if you are interested in a, a plump figure with a recognizable face coming down your chimney in December... I just want you to, to warn you that you've got to be careful what you wish for because uh, in, in these crazy parts of Ohio, you just never know what you're going to get into. Even if this person has gifts in a bag on the way, you've got to be careful what you wish for around Christmas. And speaking of gifts, I will tell you this. I've got a six-year-old and a four-year-old and a two-year-old, and this year, gifts is the topic. It is all the rage in the trainer home. It is, what am I getting? And they want to get gifts for each other now. And the gifts are starting to pile up under the tree from other people who have sent us gifts. And, and that is, it, it, the question is, what am I going to get? That is the question of the year. And they are in this magical stage. And truly, seeing Christmas from their perspective, from their eyes, has, has reawoken this, uh, I don't know, I've just been reminiscing a little bit. And I was thinking back, what's the greatest gift I ever got as a kid? And, and I, I've got a top three. I think it, when I was seven years old, I got a foosball table. 
and my dad set the whole thing up in our playroom, and I remember waking up with David and playing foosball like all day on Christmas. And then the next year, he, he just notched it up higher. We got a Sega Genesis. Is anybody into the Sega Genesis in 1994 like I was? I mean, Sonic the Hedgehog was all we did for the entire Christmas break. And then if you fast forward a couple more years, I got a Razor cell phone. Anybody get a Razor? Those things were insane. They had over 30 ringtones on them, and they were so, they were like an iPhone. It would just slide into your pocket. And I've just been reminiscent on, on Christmas mornings growing up, and, and I, I guess it begs the question. I, I was asking the, the choir earlier, I said, what's the best gift you remember? And somebody said a telescope, and somebody said one of those battery-powered cars, and somebody said that they got Backstreet Boys tickets, and I thought, that's pretty, that's pretty good. And the thing about you know, I guess let me ask the question, what is the best gift that you ever received? What is the gift that comes to mind when you were a kid, the one that you'll never forget? And here's my observation about whatever your answer is. At the time when we opened it, we were over the moon. We were so excited. Our parents videotaped us. We didn't even have the words to say. We probably ran around in circles. We screamed. We, we were just full of joy. The excitement, you could just feel it. And then over time, with every gift that we probably just thought about, with every one of them, with my Razor cell phone, with my Sega Genesis, with my foosball table, with every one of them over time, the excitement kind of wears off. We come up with new things that we want. And we come up with a list for the next year. And the excitement and the newness just kind of wears off. And I'm afraid, I'm afraid that perhaps this idea that the excitement tends to wear off over time has happened to some of us with the greatest gift that any of us have ever received. Let me just be remarkably elementary in what I'm about to share with you. The best gift I've ever received, the best gift that I've ever received in all of my life is the forgiveness of my sins and the salvation of my soul. And while that seems cliche, it's true. And that, that profound truth is amazing because the four and five-year-olds that were up on this stage a few minutes ago, they, for, by, the, by the grace of God, actually some of them can begin to understand this. And yet, at the same time, somebody who's been walking with Jesus for 65 years, a, a theologian who teaches at a seminary, that, that simple truth isn't something in, the, in this lifetime we can completely wrap our minds around either. It, it, so it, it's profoundly simple and yet profoundly deep at the same time that the greatest gift that I've ever received and that many of us have ever received is, simply put, the forgiveness of our sins and the salvation of our soul. And just to make sure that we're on the same page about this, I, I, gotta, I gotta make sure that we understand this, that the forgiveness of my sins and the salvation of my soul is a gift that was given to me. It is not something that I earned. It is not something that I deserved. I did not go to church enough times or give enough money or do enough good things versus bad things to earn it. It was simply a gift. It was just given to me when I didn't deserve it. And when Paul writes to the Ephesians in the New Testament, he wants to make sure that they understand the same thing that I want you to understand tonight to make sure we're on the same page. Paul writes to them. He says it better than I can. He says, for it is by grace 
that you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. You didn't earn it. It is a gift from God. Not by works so that no one can boast. No one can say, I deserve it more than you. It is just a gift that has been given or at least offered to every person on the planet. And so just to be clear, I'm forgiven and I'm saved and it's a gift from God. It's something that was freely given to me. And I see in my experience three different responses to that truth. I see three different responses to this gift being offered to every person that walks on the earth. And I think if you have the courage to be honest enough with yourself, you might find yourself dead in the middle of one of these three pretty distinct yet pretty common responses to this gift being offered. And so I just briefly, for, for two or three minutes each, I want to talk about these three responses and I want to encourage you to consider which one that you currently have. The first response to the gift being offered is, that gift isn't for me. That gift isn't for me. And that just might be where you're at, where you don't think it's for you. And maybe you're the kind of person who, you're literally in this room tonight because somebody drug you here, you're here to keep the peace. God, there's just a chance he could be real. And so just in case, you gotta go to church on Christmas. And if you're just honest, you just go, man, this is for somebody else, but this isn't for me. And maybe it's because you have been hurt by a church or a person who claimed to be following Jesus. Maybe you don't want some outdated book, some religious principle, some church to tell you how to live your life. And you've just honestly said, not for me. And maybe, maybe the reason why you might feel that way, that this is for somebody else and not for you, perhaps, let me just throw this out there, you might feel that way because you can't imagine that God would forgive you for some of what you've done in your life. Maybe you have made some mistakes and you have some regrets and you have messed up enough times that you can't wrap your mind around the fact that God wants to forgive you for all of that. And so you've just chosen to say, no, that gift isn't for me. I'm living, friends, listen, I'm living in the same world that you guys are living in. And I, too, am witnessing these pandemics of busyness and emptiness and anxiety and brokenness. I'm witnessing people that are smiling on the outside and, and grieving deeply on the inside. I'm witnessing people who feel empty but want to feel whole. And you might think church is religion and rules and ritual about an ancient story, but it's not. This is about this free gift that has been offered to every person. It's about the forgiveness of our sins, the salvation of our souls, and Jesus coming into our lives and making us whole again and answering this question that every soul is asking. I want to be whole. Jesus is the one that can do that. And you might think Christmas, the reason why you might be going, now this gift isn't for me because you might think Christmas is about this baby in a manger that grows up to be a nice man 
who does a miracle here and there, who holds children and pets lambs. And you might have this picture like that's what Jesus is or that's what church is about. But friends, that's not what Christmas is about. Christmas is about a God who loved us so much, saw us far from him. And he said, I love him so much. I can't leave him there. I've got to provide a way back into relationship with me. So he sends Jesus. And Jesus, this gift, empties himself from the, of the glory of heaven and enters and is born in a cave into poverty and then spends his whole life, spends his whole life reaching out to the, to the rejected and to the despised and to the lonely. And in our context today, it is God reaching out to those who just can't get it right. Those who feel like they're screw-ups. Those who financially are a mess. Those whose mar- first marriages didn't work out. Those who are battling addictions. Those who are in a bad place. Those who are looking for the answers in the wrong places. Those who are longing for something more. And those who are hurting and empty. And if that's you, if you would put yourself in any of those categories, if, if for any of those reasons you're saying, that's why the gift isn't for me. I've been there, done that. That's not for me. If, if, you're, if you're making any of those, if any of those thoughts, what I've shared is actually what you've been thinking. I just got to tell you, you might not believe me, but I, I can't go through this match without telling you that it, it is for you. That this gift of salvation is for you. The forgiveness of your sins is for you. It's like a present under a tree and it says to and it says your name on it. It's a gift that's offered to every person, even those that say, that's not for me. There's the first one. Here's the second one. Second response is, oh yeah, I remember getting that. I remember getting that. Maybe you're the kind of person that you you grew up in church you ask Jesus into your heart at camp or Awana or, or something like that, maybe at Sunday school, and church was a thing that you used to do, but you kind of go, yeah, I, I remember that. Kind of your, your, your familiarity with church is as, as dated as those Christmas presents that you thought of when I said, what's the best present you ever got when you were a kid? And maybe if you're honest, the excitement has worn off a little bit. Like you're okay with God, but you're like... Maybe you feel guilty a little bit coming back because it it's been a while since it's been a, been a priority for you. Maybe growing up you were in, but life got busy. And like I said, it's not that you don't believe in God anymore. It's just been a while. And so you go, you just kind of come into church feeling like you don't deserve to be there. And friends, for that group of people, if, if that's you, and you know what? I'll even throw this in there. If you're the kind of person Maybe you have that response of like, yeah, I remember getting that. And maybe you have been faithful in church. And this is something that is a a part of your life, but perhaps it's just become this thing that you do. And even for those of you that have been here for 45 of the last 50 Sundays, you too are feeling like, yeah, the excitement has kind of worn off a little bit. My soul isn't on fire, and I, I, I'm having a hard time remembering what God has done for me. Friends, listen. God is not some distant, angry, uninvolved judge waiting for us to mess up. He's a loving Father who wants you to remember this Christmas how much He cares about you, and He wants us to remember that this gift that He sent us was for us. 
and he did it because he is crazy about us. The most popular verse in the world is the most popular verse in the world for a reason. It's that for God so loved the world that he sent his son as a gift. And for those of us that are just kind of going through the motions of church or religion or whatever, man, I've just been praying that our souls this Christmas would be awakened to the fact that we've been given this gift that changes our eternity. And here's the third one, and I hope that maybe there's some folks that have responded like this. Yeah, that is the best gift I've ever had. This is the best gift I have ever received. Like when you heard me say it earlier, you thought, me too. Like this is, for, for whatever reason, by the Spirit of God, this is fresh on your mind and fresh in your heart, where God has, has transformed your life. Where life isn't perfect, and we all have figured that out. But the way that you would describe your life is that it's not perfect, but you feel free. Every day isn't easy, but you have hope, and the gospel has changed you. And when you read this one verse, it's a verse that's it's pretty familiar to people who've been in church, or have been walking with Jesus, or have heard about the gospel. When you've heard this one verse, there's kind of two responses. There's this response where you get this pit in your stomach, you go, oh... I, oh, it's just, it almost is like a convicting verse. And then the other response is like, you can't even read it without putting your hands in the air saying, I feel victorious. There's not a, like a middle ground on this one. When you hear this verse, it's Romans 6, 23, and it says, for the wages of sin is death, but the, what is it? The free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And I just, I know that when you read that verse, there's some people in the room that just go, oh, like the wages of sin is death and you almost just want to ignore it or you just don't want to believe it. But on the other side of it, you see, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And there's a group in here that goes, yeah, that's the best gift that I've ever received. And you believe it and you receive it and you feel God's grace on your head when I read that verse. And I don't know, listen, of the three, I'm not sure where you're at. In a room this size, with the number of people that are in here, there's got to be people in all three. There's got to be people that are in here going, not for me. Maybe for these other people, I don't think it's for me. And there's got to be people in here that go, yeah, I, (laughs) I remember getting that, but it's been a while since I thought about it. And then there's people in here that go, yeah, that is the best gift that I've received too. And it it just fills you up with this deep peace and joy that this is something that you have received in your life. We're going to sing a couple of Christmas carols. They're ones that are familiar. It'll be great just to stand and sing these together, I'm sure. But as we do, I hope that regardless of the response that you have tonight... I've been praying that you would be overwhelmed with the fact that God loved us so much that he sent Jesus into the world not to condemn us but to save us and that this is the best gift that has ever been given and it's been offered to every single one of us. Every person in the room, God offers the forgiveness of our sins and the salvation of our souls. And my prayer has been that We're overwhelmed by that. And that we recognize, man, 
we don't get this because we're good. We get this because he's good. He's a giver of every good thing. And I hope that you're overwhelmed by the goodness and the generosity of God as we sing these songs. So would you guys stand and let's just sing these carols together. Thanks for listening to the Three Creeks Church Podcast. To find out more about our church, to give online, or to attend a service, visit threecreekschurch.com. Thank you.